Hello and welcome back to the Root Cause of Success podcast. We are your host, <laughs> Kip and Marina Brooks. And, you know, here on this podcast, we're talking about, you know, the root cause of failure as well as success. You know, how to release the root cause of failures and how to plant the root cause of your success. And this week we're talking about a big, big topic, um, something very important. Especially right um, now. <laughs> yes, especially during all the stuff that's going on in the world now um, and stuff ahead, all the unknowns. And that is stress. You know, it's uh, stress is at the foundation of just about all illness. And there's a link to it, I would say, in all illness. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize, I didn't until just a few years ago, that there's actually a good stress and a bad stress. We just always hear about the bad stress. So, and actually, you were one of the first people I knew that actually knew the difference. Yeah, I, uh, when I was studying uh, psychology in, uh, in college, um, this was new to me as well, and it was very interesting, and I've been referring to it ever since. Um, you know, we hear about stress, 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 and then when I studied this topic and understood how it's actually broken down um a lot shifted for me for sure for one of course a lot of people when they think of stress they think that it's negative right and you know we're all associated stress is bad stress is bad stress is bad and yes for the most part it is and like you said it is a major cause of all um illnesses and issues and like whether physical or emotional or mental uh, for most people but there are two different kinds of stress and one of them can actually be good for you so that's what we're going to talk about today is breaking down the different kinds um, and and explaining a little bit how you can apply stress as a positive motivator in your life and to actually help you get better results and get to success um, but let's start first with um, why are we even talking about it? Like, why is stress so important? I know we've talked about disease, but uh, where do you think most people, I guess, apply stress in the wrong way? Um, it's just, uh, we have a tendency to take it on ourselves. We always talk about how stressed we are, which amplifies it, because the more it's in our awareness. But it's, I see it talked about so much as, you know, something outside us, Something, you know, that, that beast that's mm-hmm. coming, uh, knocking at the door. And it's, you know, uh, spoken about in a way that it's something we can't do anything about. And we can totally control it. Um, there are stressors. There are stress factors in the, in the world, in the universe. Um, but our reaction to it doesn't have to be stressful all the time. And even when it is, we can shift out of it. But also this um, recognizing... And having the discernment between good and bad stress, I found myself very empowering mm-hmm. when I first actually learned it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's when you hear people, that's, uh, I don't know, Tom Brady always comes to mind, but people, when you hear people talk about how, oh, I perform well under pressure or I thrive under pressure, um, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about the good stress, which um, to give the uh, psycholo- the psychology term for it is eustress, and it's spelled E-U before the word stress, not Yeah, not you stress me You're out, not, but yeah. yes, eustress, um, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, and the other one would be distress, so we all know about distress, when we're distressed and something, it's like there's like a disconnect, dis 
placement of something, right? Of how we're feeling. So it's, you know. It's interesting how many times dis is connected to a word and it equals something not good, like distress, dis-ease, disconnect. Yeah. All that. Exactly, Hmm. for sure. Whereas you, I guess you can think of it as the euphoria, right? That you get from the pressure. Well, you know, you again, so it's how you take the pressure of uh, a situation. So stress is kind of this neutral state. It's how, like you said, how you respond to it or if you choose to react to it. Um, that is what's going to produce the kind of outcome that you have and how you're going to feel about it. And how it's broken down is there are two questions to ask yourself to basically run yourself through this appraisal of what's happening. Um, And after you answer those two questions, you will have a much better picture and you will know where you are. And then you can shift. If if you get distress, you can shift it into you stress. So the first um, question to ask, sort of the the primary appraisal, the first level that you're passing through is asking the question, is this important to me? Um, And normally like that kind of happens automatically because obviously if something's not important to you, you're not gonna stress about it, right? Um, And still, I think actually pausing and asking yourself that question can actually bring a lot into awareness. Well, I think too, a lot of people, I think it's always important to ask that, as silly as it sounds, because um, we're taught so many times, like it's a badge of honor to be stressed out and overwhelmed a lot of times, and overworked, and all this stuff, and so I think a lot of times that we're disconnected from the idea of, or the realization of whether it is important or not, and we just automatically go to stress, because we're really kind of trained that way, and we pick it up from the people in our environment, so... Yeah, it gets us kind of centered and back in self and like, is this important to me? Because it could be important and stressful to everybody around us doesn't mean it, we have to take it on. So right. I think that's a really good question to ask. Yeah. And it's kind of like one of those diagrams, you know, we see it on social media a lot, like start over here. If the answer is yes, then this. If yeah. the answer is no, you go here. So it's kind of like, you know, a little bit like that. So, of course, if you ask yourself the question, is this important to me? Does this really matter to me? And the answer is no. I think automatically we kind of feel the stress dissipate. (laughs) It's like, okay, so it's all good, right? It doesn't really matter. Um, And if the answer is yes, it is important to me, that's when you move to the second question and the sort of like the second level, the second way to appraise the situation is to ask yourself, do I have the resources? And resources um, is not just money. In fact, it's so much more than money. Money is just one little thing, but it's do I have the time? Do I have the energy? Do I know the people? Do I have the connections? Do I have the mental creativity to come up with some creative way to handle the situation and so on, right? So, um, So with the second question where distress comes up is when the answer is yes it's important to me and no I don't have the resources right and then that's when we go into distress Um, how am I going to do this this really matters to me and I don't feel like I can do it right and as we teach obviously we uh, hold the presupposition that um, we all have all the resources that we need to succeed inside of us at all times Um, and whenever we feel like we don't, it's not that we don't have the resources. We just happen to be in an unresourceful state. And that was one of our previous episodes when we talked about state versus identity, a state can change in an instant, whereas an identity is something that you take on. So just with this, um, 
if you answer the question, do I have the resources with a no, this is where we would invite you to actually evaluate it a little bit further. And is it really true? Is it really true that you have absolutely no resources? Is there really no way for you to handle the situation? And it could be that you're just in one of those states that you just feel like nothing's working and just don't have what it takes. And again, you can shift out of that state, give yourself some time, listen to our episode on um, state versus identity to how to shift a state. And once you do, then you come back and reappraise and sort of look at the situation differently. Now, if you answered, yes, it's important to me, and yes, I have the resources, that's when you stress kicks in. That's when you get this rush of possibly even adrenaline, and it kicks you into this state of overcoming something and achieving something. Um, this is huge in sports, especially when you know the team is down, so many points and the clock is ticking and it's time is running out and oh my god do we have the resource do we have enough time to make it um so the team and especially the captain that can lead the team from the perspective of yes we have the resources we have what it takes right here inside of us and the team becomes motivated they perform differently and many times like that's when you get the big underdog story right and the dog oh, Super Bowl 2017 <laughs> when uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots were down so much and then fourth quarter yeah, Brady brought together the resources they had available. And, but I want to go back to what you were talking about uh, the, uh, the first part of when you um, said, yes, it's important to me and uh, do I have the resources and no. And it's really, if you think about it, um, if you say no to having the resources and it's truly no, um, then really there's nothing to stress about either because that's um, it's like you just kind of let it go and let it happen. But, um, but yeah, no matter what, we tend to always have the resources. We're just cut off of them. And if we don't, we have the resources to be able to gain the resources. Uh, and I really want to stress <laughs> that fact is because if we don't have them, we know someone who does any... Um, and just the realization that we don't have the resources shows us that we have possibility to gain them and there's something we can do because um, for us to know, to be aware of the resources we're lacking, that just shows that we know there's a way to fix it and we actually are in tune with it. So like really taking ownership of that um, and stressing on that stressful part will actually release a lot of the stress I find in my own thing when we actually kind of get out of the victimhood mentality of focusing on the distress and actually look at, okay, I don't currently possess it. However, I'm aware of what it is. So I know there's a solution. I know it's fixable. Yeah. And it, and it makes me think of the whole, you know, know from the universe or God or however you want to look at it. Uh, most of the time doesn't actually mean no. It means not yet. Right. So if you, like you said, if you're in a place of I don't have the resources, there's no way. Um, you always have the resource of time in terms of, okay, then not right now. Maybe this isn't meant to work right now in this way. Um, and then some time passes and you look back and the situation ended up turning out even better most of the time, I find. Um, it's when we stress and we hold on. Like This is where we teach the, uh, the principles for success, right? The seven principles. And one of them is having behavioral flexibility where it's not... 
like this and only like this and no other way like it has to be like this and that's you're actually putting yourself in an unresourceful state because you are not seeing you know like you were just talking about all the the possibilities that are outside of that realm if you're only looking at this very tight spot and you're like it has to be here it has to be like this and it has to come packaged this way and if it's not then you know that's when you you induce this distress unnecessarily as opposed to expanding your vision and expanding your awareness a little bit and seeing, okay, not like this, not right here, maybe not right now, but how else? What else is possible? And sort of opening yourself up to other possibilities and other resources that you may not be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. And so many times the uh, easiest resource that we have and the most valuable one is just a friend or a colleague, someone to bounce the idea off of someone to be a sounding board and someone to get an outside perspective and um and it's it's amazing how much stress that can relieve but also how many opportunities and options that can i would also add uh spirituality is a big one that's a Mm. huge resource when we actually take the time to go into a meditative state and reconnect with ourselves because you know again we talk about distress disease disconnect right so you know being in like distress is literally you take something and you're shaking it up and it's like all distressed like if you think about um a a sound wave when you distress it it just kind of becomes all raggedy and jagged and all over the place right so it's not a snow globe in (laughs) harmony yes So when you take the time to, to go inside and reconnect and, you know, calm that stress down, um, you become aware of so many more resources. And you can ask yourself those two questions in a more relaxed meditative state because it, it op- what, what that does when you go into a meditative state and you re- when, when you connect to your spiritual self, you know, whether whether you're praying to God or you're just in meditation and you connect to source, spirit, universe, divine intelligence, energy, whatever you want to call it, there is intelligence in it. The answers are all there and they're all within you. And it's all about opening up the channel, I believe. Um, When we are in distress, we are actually shrinking. We are actually like pulling everything inside um, like in, you know, in a fight or flight, like, um stress response where it's a survival mechanism right and so we're everything's tight we're only seeing very narrow opportunities we're only looking ahead and, and we're just going run you know just just go or freeze right now um there are no other opportunities but when you put yourself in a more relaxed state you are actually activating the parasympathetic nervous system which opens up your brain to bring more information from other parts of your brain from other parts of your unconscious mind and the answers are always there so it really is about allowing the channel to open up it's about letting go of the that tightness and expanding out into other possibilities and other opportunities and you can do that through breathing you can do that through meditation you can do that through many different ways whatever it takes to put you in a more calm and relaxed state because again your parasympathetic nervous system kicks in when you allow it. And when you are in that state, you become a lot more resourceful and you evaluate things a little bit differently. Yeah, all the great achievers of the world, regardless of you know, what you think of them on their morals or uh, 
political views or anything, but people like Thomas Edison and Albert Einstein, Tom Brady and um, uh, Nikola Tesla and all these people, they all said when they were most stressed or um, uh, felt like they were really behind in the game or whatever it was, it's like when they could go back, you know, in the locker room or go in their private office or whatever and go into a meditative state and relax, the solutions came. Edison actually made it a daily practice to go into nap time with, uh, with a problem in his mind that he wanted a solution for. And he said oftentimes he would awake with the solution or at least something that got momentum going again forward when he thought everything else would, had been tested. And it's, you know, the answers so often are in us. You know, there's this, um, Einstein and so many others had this idea of a collective consciousness, a super conscious outside ourselves where they said all information was, you know, the, um, the, the ability, the, the know-how to, uh, all the factors that come into play to put man into flight were always here. It just took the Wright brothers to stumble upon it in a, in an aha moment and that's often what we're doing when we have those aha moments is we've connected to whatever that super conscious is that uh, is out in the ether and you know this energy source that the source of all it is and um, yeah when we're in tension you know it's uh, think of your hand like if you ball up your fist and clench it put it in distress there's only so many things you can do with your hand you can like pound something or hit it against something, but also it's going to cramp up. It's going to start aching after a while. But if you relax it, kind of that you stress and just open it up, it's like there's so many more possibilities. You can pick things up. You can count if you need to. Math is not a strong suit like me. Um, or you can still choose to go back to the fist. Like you just have so many other options and we're the same way. And that's the, um, the body is a manifestation of the mind and the frequency we frequency we're in so the more tension the body is under the more tension the mind is under and the more that um, energy channel is blocked and not free-flowing so once we relax that um, you can either relax the mind to relax the body or trick it and go backwards and relax the body to relax the mind and but either way it works and you'll still get the outcome Right. So when you when you relax and expand and then you come back to the second question, reevaluate and you see that you do have uh, more resources than you initially thought. And then you feel that adrenaline kick. You feel this. Um, it, it now shifts into more of an excited energy. And then that is where you get into you stress. This is the OK, I can do this. You get motivated and, you know, you start seeing it as a challenge um, from a positive perspective, something to conquer, something to achieve, and you know you can do it, and the excitement of what it's going to be like once you do. And, um, you know, like you mentioned, all the greatest athletes. Um, and, and we use sports here as an analogy because, you know, it's got the infamous clock ticking and the score and the points and all of that. But this happens in everything. It happens in business. It happens in parenting. It happens in relationships. It happens in everything. When you come back and ask yourself, is this really important to me and do I have the resources? And when you expand and open yourself up to the resources, then you actually get excited and you go, oh, I, I know how to do it. I can do it now. And then you, you kind of kick into the you stress that 
becomes a positive motivator. It's still like, it's still a higher energy. Like there's a frequency here. It's not like you, you go into a calmer meditative state to open the path up and then you still kick the energy back up into a higher state. But now it's, it's positively driven and it's focused towards what you want as opposed to being focused on what you don't have and what, how you can't do it. So. Yeah, I think that uh, the sports analogy works. So the, what makes it such an easy um, metaphor or example to use all the time is because everybody's aware of the deadline. Like So many times in life, we're not aware of the deadline or just the person there that's involved directly is. Us as the audience, as the observers of it, like we're not aware of other people's deadlines. It's not as tangible, but in the sports realm... We are. There's the clock. There's the billboard. There's the announcers telling us what's going on. Like we're very aware of it. Yeah. So it's just such an easy metaphor yeah. to use for that. But because um, that's that's things. So many of us in, I say all of us in some area or another or multiple, um, we've disconnected from the idea of there is kind of a deadline we're playing against. Like if you're not fully committed in a relationship 100% sooner or later you're going to run up against a clock you didn't know was ticking um same thing in your job if you're not keeping up with the deadlines there even the ones they don't talk about if you're not keeping your performance up there's a clock that's ticking that sooner or later they're going to be like you know what this just isn't working out um and our health our fitness everything kind of goes with that so if we turn it into more of a game. There's actually a um, really good book written kind of on the idea of it. I can't remember exactly the name. I think it was super good or something like that. But it was the idea of making your life and all challenges you run up against, making them a game. And it was kind of like putting a clock on it and scoring yourself a little bit in how you performed. And it was turning your life into a video game so that you would perform step out of this distress as much and turn more of life into the eustress. And it's, um, it's a phenomenal idea to put in. It's not always uh, easily applied because life gets in the way and gets distressful sometimes. It really does. Um, but yeah, if you can start to look at it that way and just start creating those little games to get momentum for yourself of and I, little stepping stones. A third question that I like that kind of tags onto the, the second one, do I have the resources? is do I know or can I think of anyone who has achieved this or something similar with the same amount of resources? So, you know, we're talking about sports. So has there ever been a team to score that many points in this much time? And surely there is, right? So it's like, um, or even with uh, the whole idea of running um, the, what is it? The four-minute mile. Yes, yeah. So it's like, you know, everybody kept thinking it's not possible, it's not possible, it's not possible until somebody came along and said, I'm just going to do it and I'm just going to turn this into you stress. I'm going to make it a challenge. I believe I have the resources inside. And then he proved that it's possible. Next thing you know, everybody's doing it. Yeah, now like a thousand people have done yeah. it. And, and they tried for thousands of years to do that. They strapped, they tied people to horses and yeah. trying to get them to run faster than yeah. a four minute mile yeah so ask yourself it was impossible. is there at least one other person out there that i know has achieved 
this or something similar in the similar amount of time or in, in the similar situation with the similar resources that I currently have. And if you can think of at least one, then you know it's possible. And chances are you can. And sometimes you just have to look outside of the industry or, you know, if it's a work thing or, um, you know, outside of the area of life and look at another one and it's like, oh, yeah, that's because the, the end of the day, the root cause of all success, like the steps to get to success or the basic steps, the idea is always the same, pretty much. It's, um, and it's just the result is different. The lingo is different, you know, the jargon or labels yeah. or whatever. And this is when you relax but, into a more creative state. That's when you can tap into yeah. all of that where it's not this and only this, but, you know, expanding yourself out. And, yeah, thinking outside of the industry, outside yeah, of the current situation. You know, the way to relax that and release that tension is also mm-hmm. on your metaphorical vision so to speak your mental vision versus your external physical vision so i think that pretty much covers this topic for this week um anything you would like to recap or add i feel yeah just uh just to bring it all together so again there are two types of stress um stress itself kind of becomes like this neutral place and then whether you go into distress which is the quote unquote, bad stress where you feel stuck and you feel like you can't move forward and, and, you know, all this doom and gloom, that's distress. Whereas on the positive side, there is eustress, again, it's spelled E-U before the word stress. And that is when you're activating this part of you that sees a situation as a challenge, sees it uh, as a positive challenge, as something to conquer something, you know, like a championship that, yes, I can do this. Um it's going to require putting something into it. That's why it's a challenge, but I know I can do it. And again, two ways to get you from this stressful situation and more into you stress and to activate it as a motivator, as a positive motivator, is to ask yourself the two questions. First, is it important to me? Again, if not, then there's nothing to stress about. And yes, if it is important to you, then the second question would be, do I have the resources? And I would actually like to reframe the questions from, do I have the resources to what resources do I have? And expand yourself into thinking, okay, not can I do this, but how can I do this? How is this possible? Do I know of somebody else who has done it? What are some other ways to look at it? And that opens you up into a more resourceful state. And then when you come up with the resources, then it's still... This is important to me. I got to do it. I have the deadline or whatever. And I know it's possible. I know I can do it. I know somebody else has. I, I now see the path and then off you go, right? And that kicks in the, uh, the positive adrenaline. I mean, adrenaline is adrenaline, but you see it from a positive perspective of, yes, I can achieve this. And that's how you get yourself into you stress. Yeah, awesome. That's, um, yeah, this is, uh, Again, re-listen to this episode, like really sit with this idea of the difference of you stress and distress because it um, it sounds so simplistic and ridiculous on the surface. But when I first heard this and actually sat with it and started separating it, it really changed the game for me. And, um, and I could tell a difference in my body, like when I would take recognition in something, like when I was trying to hit a new goal in the gym or something and um, 
like you realize, oh, this is that competitive stress. Like this is what I like. This is yeah, this is me. This is my jam when I can be in competition. And and actually, I was able to reframe a lot of distress the same way because I was able to look at it from that competitive spirit. So it can help in so many different ways. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining this week, and look forward to um, catching you next week when we talk about how you can uh, predict the probability of success through a marshmallow.